Welcome back to another episode of When Two or More with the McCaws. Unfortunately, Nanny's not with us. I think you're sensing a theme now that actually when there's a, a Stuart situation, an English conversation for one um, or something that, that we, I can really get into, it's just going to be me. But when it's uh, Spanish or something that Nanny can get into, you know, it's fantastic that she's able just to lead that and just to walk that through. So I just want to thank you for it, for being here. Uh, if you are here on YouTube right now, just want to hit the, the thumbs up that gets uh, this podcast out to more people. And if you're listening on podcasts, um, either from, from tomorrow onwards, uh, you'd be able to subscribe and to rate this podcast. That just helps us get out to as many people as we can. Today, I'm really excited uh, to announce that we are talking to two-time Olympic uh, champion, four times world champion, second, this is blows my mind, the second longest triple jump of all time, mind-blowing, Christian, US athlete Christian Taylor. And I'm excited to get into this. And I've just, I've just been blown away in what he's achieved, but also from a faith angle where he's going so we're gonna get into both of those so without further ado i'm gonna bring christian in brother how are you doing Stuart, thank you so much for that intro. Um, I'm very excited to be here, excited to to be able to talk, uh, share some love, uh, spread the word. I mean, just just to be able to really fellowship, um, especially at a time like this when media, everyone is saying to separate and, and isolate and, and be distant. I'm glad that we can have these opportunities to just kind of uh, reunite and, and, and just, uh, like I said, just fellowship. That's right. That's right. Oh, that, no, that's great. It's it's a real honour for me to have you on here and to be able to share this. And I think you come at it at such a fantastic angle. And I'm really excited to open up to unpack um, some of the values and to really see God move through what you're about to bring us. Um, so uh, the way I'd like to go with this is I'd like you first to talk about your um, professional career. So from the very start, you know, school, even before school, where you start to notice a gift. How did all that come about up till now professionally? Yeah, um, yeah, I guess I could give a medium version of this, not the short, not the long, but um, sure. yeah, I've, I've always just been almost a typical All-American, right? So my parents were really uh, believers in not knocking it before you try it, go out there, find out who you are, find out um, what you love, what you hate, what you're good at, what you're not. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm just so grateful for that, for them just being so open. They had no agenda. It was just, you know, be, if, if you're an athlete, like go figure this out. I was also uh, into the fight arts. I was, I was into the band. So like, you know, I, I ended up falling in love with the trombone, but you know, they were just like, there was not a club. There was not a, an activity that they uh, hindered me or held me back from. They were like, just go do it, right? Go do something. Uh, this was, I think, in the time of uh, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1 and stuff, but they were like, no, don't sit in front of a TV, just go. Um, and, and I'm super grateful uh, for that, that seed that they planted early on. But uh, really, I, I tried American football. Uh, you know, I'm from the South and, and football is king. And so I tried football, as you can see to this day, still not able to get that size. Um, so uh, the, the football uh, dream was, was shattered quite quickly. 
basketball, soccer, um, or football, uh, you know, athletics. Uh, I really tried it all um, and until I got to the final two, which was which was soccer and track and field. And, and I love soccer uh, with all my heart. I loved the team camaraderie. I loved, uh, you know, my dad was my coach and, and it was just, it was just fun, right? Like I, I really, really loved it. But the problem was my passion for it exceeded my talent for it. And mm-hmm. um, it got to a point where my dad was like, look, uh, if you want to get to the next level of athletics, of sports, um, I would really uh, urge you to to really get into athletics, really start to seek and understand um, athletics at a deeper level. And so this was around the age of 15, 16, where I joined a track team and started doing athletics um, basically year round. So I started doing indoor um, athletics. I started doing summer season. And, and for me, it, it just wasn't as much fun because, I, you know, track is a very individualized sport. And, and though you train in groups, um, your performance, what you get in, what you get out really fell on your shoulders. And, and I grew to love this, but, you know, growing up with, with, you know, this team camaraderie and, and we're going to win this or we lose this together. And it, it was just a very different mentality um, until I got good at it. And so at, at uh, 16, 17, I, I participated in my first world youth championships, went, had international experience and, and won at the triple jump. And then the light bulb went off, like there's some potential there. Went to World Juniors the following year and was humbled very quickly. Um, you know, how did how, I, did, I, how did how did you come to triple jump? Because that's that's quite specific. Christian. Yeah, um, yeah. So the triple jump is is uh, I would say very unnatural. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the the thing is, it was this mentality again. My parents said, "Just go for it, right?" So um, I, I I did the hundred. It wasn't the fastest kid in the class did the uh, cross country did not enjoy distance running um you know and and just worked my way down 800 400 uh, long jump uh throws again with with no size that was easy to to cut out but um you know it was really just trial and error and and once i got to the long jump and and really enjoyed this um you know i said okay i'm going to do the 400 the 200 long jump cuz this is this was really like my makeup and okay. and the coach challenged me to to do the triple jump, two two hops on one foot, one on the other, and and land in the sand. Um, did it, and and he was blown away by the natural ability, but more than that, he was blown away that I made it into the pit because many of my classmates weren't making it, you know. And so he was like, "This is something I think uh, with your height, with with your running ability, that could be a, a good good match." But in the end, it just became. A, a different challenge. It, it became more challenging than the long jump, which was for me running and jumping. And and so this is how I kind of dabbled and fell into into the triple jump. Uh, but as I said, at an early stage with, with 15, 16, starting to really get into athletics, um, one year later, uh, one and a half years later, becoming world youth championship, you know, I, uh, champion, I thought, okay, maybe there's something there. And so that's when I really started to study. That's when I started to uh, get the magazines, buy the parachutes, buy the the, the small weights, that, you know, to strap on on the quads and all that stuff that you do yeah, like uh, as a youth. Yeah, uh, to, to get the physical change and and that was my my strength training at that that moment. Um, you know, to sit to to prepare me for the next level. But as I said, I was humbled the next year by went from winning you know world youth to barely making the finals in world juniors and and saw that I was a late bloomer, um, you know, but I, I went to then the, the collegiate level, NCAAs, 
won a few national uh, titles and and started the momentum started to build and until I got to my first world championship at, at you know at 21 in, in Daegu 2011 became you know a senior champion very quickly and and that's when that's when everything that you know the light bulbs went off that's when the sirens went off and, and I knew you know what this this was the right decision oh fantastic fantastic and did yeah you talk about those those fine those fine details the parachute the other things does that just go yeah like i need to take this a lot seriously does that because i used to do athletics myself um uh, you know 800 meters uh but do you know what happened with me was i was i was very much given this decision it's either athletics or a social life you know and i'm sure you went through that kind of similar kind of process where you you obviously took the the right decision i obviously didn't make that right decision but you took the, the small steps what are the kind of changes did you have to make in order to really be a, a, an art make it an art yeah um and and i think this is it's I applaud you for even bringing this up because this is almost the decisions that kind of go under the radar, right? Like a lot of people think, oh, you're very talented. This is why you've made it to the top or, um, you know, you were dedicated. But actually, the sacrifices is, is also very important, right? There's a lot of birthdays, weddings, funerals, uh, classroom gatherings, nights out that, that I gave up. Um, like yeah. you, I actually consciously gave this up to pursue my dream. Um, so... I was not a popular kid in school. I was not mm -hmm. uh, the most liked or the most known because on the weekends I was competing. I was training, mm -hmm. right on on the 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 weekdays um, when when my friends were goofing off and and doing whatever. Um, I, I was practicing, right? Like I was working and I was practicing. And so um, I, I don't want to make it seem like it's a lonely life or it's a, a sad, depressing. Like the, there are some great highs that come with a great sacrifice, but the reality is. Um, you know, it, the times when I would have liked to have been a teenager and and make those silly mistakes um, or, or have a nice night out. I, I didn't have it right. Like I was on the bus going to to another city to, to compete or, you know, I was I was getting chewed out by my coach for for missing a time, at, you know, at the track. So that that was really my reality. And, and looking back hindsight, you know, I'm I wouldn't have done it any differently because it got me to where I, I was. It built that work ethic. It built that mentality that, you know, if you love it, you, you're going to pursue it. You're going to, you're going to any, any distraction, anything that could, that could hinder you, you're going you're gonna to strip and, and, and let off. Um, but if I'm also being very honest, when I was going through it, it, it wasn't fun. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I almost felt like I was being punished uh, for, for, not being like everyone else. You know, I felt mm -hmm. like I, I wanted to go to the movies. I wanted to go to the dance. I wanted to, but my parents were saying, yes, but if you want to be the best, if you, if this is really your dream, you know, you, you're going to just stay focused on that. And, and that's hard at, at 15, 16. Yeah. And you talked earlier about the opportunities that your parents uh, like set you out for, as in you go and do, and you find the things that, that you work alongside, as in the, the things that you glue to, you know, it's like throw it all at the wall and, and see what sticks basically, which is fantastic. I had exactly the same thing. So I know I totally relate to that. Would you say that your kind of circle as you were growing up was really supportive? And, and where did belief, where did that belief to get to the level that you did come from? Absolutely. So support, and this is something I really try to push uh, personally when I'm talking about my story, your support circle from the early stage to the end, it's crucial. And, and I'm sure this there's an overflow and it, it does apply to, to life also, but surrounding yourself with 
like-minded people, surrounding yourself with people that, that uh, even if they're not there, they want better th for you than, than what you are currently in. Um, yeah. You know, having these people speak life into you, it uplifts you, motivates you, like uh, challenge you. I, I, I think this is so important. And, and you know, with my parents, um, you know, I, I was really blessed to to be in a family that you know they, they pushed me, they challenged me, uh, they wanted the best for me. Having having a coach that saw more of me than than I thought I had of myself, right? Uh, but also having uh, those friends in school that also walked that that same um, path with me, right? Like if they were doing basketball, baseball, whatever, um, so, you know, they they would understand. Look, we we can't do every activity and be great at what we're going to do, but our dream is to be uh, the best, right? The world champion, the 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 major league player, that whatever field it is, it was they they strive to excel in in whatever that is, and and they knew what it took, you know. And so I just surrounded myself with these kind of people that said, you know what, like. Maybe it's not ideal. Maybe it's not the, this the standard way. But like we're doing this because we're pursuing our dream. And 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 having this iron sharpening iron um, mm -hmm. was so important, especially even to the to to this day now, right? Like I've I've yeah. got many uh, worlds and in, 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 in Olympic titles, and 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 the question I get co continually is, you know, how do you keep that flame going? How do you stay motivated? Well, I surround myself with people that aren't settlers. Right. They're, they're continually striving to to find the best version of themselves. They're continually striving yeah. to reach their dreams. It, you know, it's, it's people that that aren't content or aren't uh, just looking for an easy way out. It's, it's people that are chasing something greater than where they are. And, and that just, you know, feeds me. That's great. How, how did you learn for that kind of that discipline at such an early age? Because I, I guess my, my situation was that, you know, I very much went to athletics. I did all right, you know, um, regionals and, and all of these things with, with athletics. But I very much put it alongside that social life. And I didn't understand the discipline that went into the trade. Now I do. Now I do. And I, I, I know that if I went into it again and really untuck it, I could probably do better than back then once when. But but I, I look back at and I can only learn from it. I can only move forward. But... I look back at this time and I realize that I didn't have that discipline. Where did you learn that discipline? Like, was that a family thing again? Yeah, 100%. So it was all family. You know, I'm, I'm the older sibling. I have a younger sister. Um, and very early on, my parents told me how important it was for me to be a role model for her. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I, I figured this out very quickly that, that my sister was watching almost everything I did, right? Or saying the things I was saying, or, you know, so if, if I got away with something, she would try it also. Um, you know, if I was chasing a, a goal, you know, she would she would go at it with the same tenacity. And, and, and when I realized like, I had this on my shoulders, I was responsible for, for her success also. I, I, I took yeah. a bit more pride with it. I took it a bit more serious and I realized that it's, it's bigger than myself. Um, so my parents putting that seed into my head that, hey, you're not doing this for yourself. You know, you're also being a role model. You're also being inspiration for for someone that is always watching you. Um, you know, I think that's when I took everything I was doing a lot more serious. Yeah, that, that's fantastic, and it's, it's so interesting with that. And then, and then you progress, and you get further up, and you're competing at this top top level. I've listened to to podcasters. This obviously this well known. Uh, you know, Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury moment where they get to the top, they become the top, they win. And then they go, was that all 
all it was. What what was that like? Explain your th- thought process to that. Yeah, this was this was a very difficult moment for me, uh, and I would say this was after the London 2012 games. Um, you know, th- this was the pinnacle. This is what every athlete goes for. It, well, at least Olympic sport athlete, they want to be an Olympic champion. At 22, I reached it, my first games. You know, everyone's saying you're going uh, to have an experience to learn. So in future Olympics, you know, you know what to do, and and I won, right? And mm-hmm. and when I heard the national anthem, I thought, that's it, right? Like all my life has worked towards this moment and and this is it. But it was amazing, right? Like, it yeah, it's, been so amazing. yeah, I, I don't want to like yeah. take it away. Like it is an yeah, honor and, and yeah. I've, I've appreciated this accolade, this achievement more and more yeah. as I reflect on it. But yeah. in that moment when I thought, you know, like, I, I mean, it, the becoming an Olympian, Right. Mm-hmm. So well beyond medals, finalists, all this, like to become an Olympian, I knew this was such an elite, such an exclusive group, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that was my dream. If I could just make it to the Olympic games, mm-hmm. like then I would put it in God's hand. Then I would just like, like yeah. let go and let God, you know, all these cliche yeah. things. Like I was like, yeah, but yeah. I just, I just need to get there. Right. Yeah. Like to make the U S team, what a difficult team this is going to be to make. Like yeah. I'm from Fayetteville, Georgia, you know, a city, I always say Atlanta because if I say Fayetteville, nobody knows where this is, right? So I'm like, I'm I'm from this small city, uh, in a major city, um, you know. But like, why would I? Why me, right? And and if I could just get there, what could happen? Then then anything is possible, right? Um, I made the team, I make the finals, I win, and I thought, you know what? It's going to be this explosion of emotion. It's going to be, I'm going to be doing sand angels and, and cartwheels and, and it happened. And I thought, that's it. So that's re- you relate to that feeling that yeah. the Tyson Fury goes through, went through. That's, that's it. I, I reached my goal, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm 22 and, and I reached my goal. Like now what? Right? Like, so, so once you get off the podium, the national, you know, you get back, to, you get back to your room after all the media, and then you think now, like, what do I do from here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I've reached the top. Uh, yeah. Okay, I need to set my sights on on something different. World record, right? But yeah. to internalize it, it's it's not that when you 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 set a goal, like you also need to believe in this, right? You also need to 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 eat and sleep and and breathe this in. And and for me, it was to be an Olympian. And then I became an Olympic champion, and it was like, okay. Um, the only thing I have left is world record because I'm world's an Olympic champion already, you know? And so it was then to be able to, to realign and, and reevaluate and, and to start putting that on my heart. But I can, I can really relate to that. And, and say it, was, it was shocking. And, and to be very honest, but not to get too dark, it also put me into actually a depression, right. you know, like I, I flew back home and, and, Everyone was so happy around me, but I also felt very alone, right? Like I felt like my my worth, uh, my identity, everything was wrapped in on what I did, but it was not about who I was. I was I was getting all this love and 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 uh, doors were being opened, but I thought, but you guys don't know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys don't even see that I, I'm not happy from this, and yeah. and so this was such a whirlwind, such a a journey to go on. Um, but 
you know, that that was really when I, I had my coming to, to, to Jesus moment. This was really when I, I really had to uh, have this moment with God that, that mm-hmm. gave me that sense of identity, gave me that sense of purpose, gave me that that all this was who I did. But, you know, it, it was so much bigger of, of the man who I serve and, and what I'm doing this for. And and that's that was became the driving force that became my new why, um, because I felt very empty doing it for myself. I felt very empty. You know, I, I reached it and it was like, wow, like it was all about me. I reached mm-hmm. that and, and, and that sucked. Right. Like, but now I, I have, I feel so much more fulfilled. Now I have the, a, 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 a drive of flame that's brighter than ever because actually I become second, I become third. You know, it, it's like, mm-hmm. I want to be a good role model for, for the kids I work with. I want to be you know, all these things. And, and, and I can tell you everyone from that point was, was just far greater. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a brilliant segue then into the faith part of your life, of your life, which is which is effectively. I mean, I want to say this the right way, but like, I love what you've done in in the world of athletics, but I love more so who you are in Christ. And so, to hear this story from you and to see how you've used social media is inspiring to me. And I'm like, I need to speak to that guy. Like, <laughs> I know that your story will is and will be inspiring so many people in years to come. And that's amazing. So let's go to the start of that, like church when you were younger, family, where did that start? Yeah. So I've always been in a church family. So I went to a uh, Catholic school uh, growing up. Um, my, my grandma forced really, really forced me to go to church every week. Wednesdays and Sundays, you know, I was in church, grew up in church, went to the the vacation Bible school. Like I I was a church kid, Um, but I didn't have a relationship with Christ. Right. So this was very, very different. Um, And it wasn't until 2012 where where my life changed when I when I had this this moment with God and realized who he was and what what uh, he was bringing to my life. But before then, um, you know, my pastor likes to say that, um, use the term Christian atheist. I knew who God was, but I was not living like I had a relationship with him. And, and this was very true. You know, I was doing the very cliche, you know, thank God, thank the man upstairs. Um, I couldn't do any of this without him. This was all just saying, right? Like my heart was, was, was not living this out. And, and I was grateful for the wins and I was pissed off, uh, for the losses. Right. And, and I felt that if, if practice, if, if training, if everything was going right, I was being a good Christian. Um, yeah. If things were going wrong, this was punishment for a sin. Um, okay. You know, and 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 I'm just being very honest with with yeah. my walk. Yeah. But you know, it was yeah. it was really after 2012, after my first Olympic Games, that it was like, yeah, I, I almost felt like I was in this valley, in this pit, and and I, I thought there had to be more to life. I I couldn't reach my dream and and feel like crap. Um, yeah. And, and so this is, you know, when I, I really, I got baptized, I, I started to get into fellowship with Christian athletes, athletes mm-hmm. in action. And so to, to incorporate sport in, 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 in God, and, and that's when I discovered, actually, I can use my platform for way more than just me, right? right. I can use my platform to, to show what God is capable of. And, and it's not that like, <laughs> I am the all example, but it's like, I just can show maybe in, in a certain light, like, Hey, what's, what's, what's possible, right? Yeah. Like I'm injured. Um, I have a setback, but you know what? I'm, I'm leaning, I'm relying on, on something far greater than myself. So yeah. when the success happens, um, you know, I, I don't want people to be like, wow, he's that it's extraordinary what he did. It's, it, you know, it's an out of body experience. He's so strong. He's so, no, 
I want people to be like, wow, he was faithful from the pit. And, and when he got to the mountaintop, like that was his faith. Right. And this is the walk that I just try to show um, time in and time out. And, and now, you know, having the partner, heaven to the yeah, um, they've just given me this platform to go well beyond my uh, social media platform, my reach, but to also partner with our athletes in all walks of, of life, athletes um, through winter and summer games to just share what God has done with them, you know. And so it's just been able to just blossom into something far greater than I ever imagined. Yeah, yeah. So you would say you were you were you were close, or you had a faith before you kind of. What's the best way of saying this? Um, I, you I knew who of, God was, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I knew I knew who Mary was, right? So I knew the saints. I knew so. Like I said, uh, being in the Catholic school, uh, you know, I was praying the the twenty rosaries. I was doing the confessionals. Uh, you know, being a, an altar uh, altar server, altar boy. Um, you know, I I was in the church. Really, I was I was. Uh, doing it all, but it wasn't until I was 22 when I had my relationship, right? Like I, I had my personal relationship. I started having personal dialogue um, with God and, and started really uh, going on to this journey. Yeah. So you talk about encounter. We're going to have a lot of people that are going to be listening to this uh, across the you know the next week months that are going to that's going to be new to them. What does mm. what did encounter mean for you, Christian? Yeah. So, so not to be too spiritual, but for me, it was, it was a burning desire. It was almost this internal fire I had. Um, that was a calling, right? So I was at the Olympic final, um, had two fouls, almost missed my chance to, to make the final. Um, and I really, uh, stood very openly to God and said, if this is the path you want for me, like, you're going to have to show me, you're going to have to become very real. Um, and this was not to win, but this was just going to say, like, if, if I didn't make the final, I would have thought, okay, God, this is not your purpose for my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, this was not a, give me the gold and, and I'll serve you. This was, yeah. if this is the path you want for me, like mm -hmm. show me, I, I ended up making the final and winning on the next jump. And I thought, wow, okay. Not only did you want me, like, not only have you confirmed, this is the path you want for me. Like you've, you've shown me what's possible. Right. When mm -hmm. I just give it to you. Um, then I, you know, I, I was doing my, the appearances in this, in this whole, uh, mm -hmm. post metal, uh, ceremony. Um, and God was really, this encounter I was talking about was God was just calling me, calling me to change my life, calling me to have a relationship with me, calling me. And, and it was really a voice, right? So it was, it was, I, I, I don't want to say like to, to yeah. weird people out like an audible voice, but it was, it was mm -hmm. this, this gut feeling as i would yeah, say right yeah. like you just have this gut feeling like you need to do something you need to stand up you need to make a change and and i was in church one day and and the pastor was talking about uh not failing the test and and you know coming up to the plate and 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 being who you've been called to be and at that moment it was like the church was empty and mm -hmm. it was just the pastor was speaking one on one to me and that was that burning desire i i, I was speaking about that was that moment when god was like don't miss this opportunity. Live yeah. what you, you've been called to. Live what you've been made for. And, and that's when I got up and, and was baptized. The skeptic, let me just, just throw this at you, yeah, yeah. Christian. The skeptic would say that when, you know, you had this moment where you're, you're just about to do your run-up, you give this situation to God. The skeptic would say, well, it was only because you made it through that you ended up giving your life to, to God. I don't hear that. But that's the what I hear, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it was in the process of you giving this to God, 
and him taking that and using it that is what increased your faith, not whether the results had gone your way or not. Yeah, so this that, and that's what I wanted to make very clear, right? So yeah. I my my speaking to him was God, mm-hmm. if if you're real, if 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 this is what you want from me, show me, right? This was regardless of win or lose. Like if I if I didn't make the final, I would have just been like, you know what? Weirdly enough, track and field is not for me, and I yeah. would have given up track. Yeah. Like so, this was this was my moment with him. Like if this is the path you want, show me. And and he gave me this platform. He gave me the medal. He gave, me, but then it put me in the position that when people say like, how how did you win the the your first Olympic games? How did I didn't win it? I challenged God, and He gave this to me, right? So it was that was the first part of my testimony. Okay. Then on top of that, I I talked about this depression that I went in. So God gave me this. So for the skeptic gave me now put me on the mountaintop gave me my my heart's desire Mm -hmm. and i was more depressed than i've ever been in my life Mm. right i i had suicidal thoughts this is how depressed i was right so for that for that skeptic like i I was still not very happy yeah but it was this burning desire that god was saying i have something more for you this is now going to be part of your testimony that what you do does not dictate who you are yeah, who yeah. you are to me, right? Like I'm a child, I'm a son, I'm I'm loved regardless of of what I do, big or small. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is what I had to find out later. But all this happened for me was was basically a, a loving father saying, "Hey, like your your focus is wrong. Like it's mm-hmm. not about you. Like you were yeah. put on this earth to to love, to serve, to 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 give to others around you." Right. Mm-hmm. And and this this for me was was what the all this was all about. It was not about the win. It was not. It was like actually the father just getting my attention in, mm-hmm. in the only way he could have gotten to me. Yeah. Yeah. And in your walk, um, your, your kind of walk and faith, walk of faith and your professional career. Have you had obviously now you're using that and we'll come on to that. But while you were really in in that. Like what uh, have you had some amazing opportunities to talk to people, to communicate your faith, share us through some some stories of, of maybe like ways in which those two have come together? Yeah. Um, so, I, again, the sport has given me a platform that I, I you know, it, it's taken me around the world. Um, you know, it's given me my wife. Uh, you know, so I met my wife uh, in, in 2011 at the World Championships. If it wasn't for the sport, I would have never have met her. Um, you know, so the sport has given me so much. But w- when it comes to the opportunities, uh, it's it is amazing who God will bring in your life and and the timing of it all, right? Yeah. So there are so many people that that have been drawn to me. Have, have we have crossed paths uh, because of the sport? Uh, whether a a award ceremony, a banquet, um, whether a competition, whether uh, training that that we meet um, in in some form or fashion, and God is again. I don't want to sound spooky or spiritual, but God is is put a word on my heart and saying, "Hey, say this to this person." Right. And it could be um, yeah, like someone can be smiling ear to ear and, and I will just pull them to the side and say, hey, I, you know, I, I know this might be coming from left field, but like I feel like something's heavy on your heart, you know, and it'll be an instant breakdown. You know, like, how did you know how, do, you know, and I'm like, 
whoa, like, okay, God. Um, and it's been really cool for, for instances like this because I've been able to pray with people. It's been kind of annoying sometimes um, when when these situations affect me, right? So like I want to go and steward and, and help other people, but when you have this, this voice tell you, hey, ask a business partner about a potential move, right? That yeah. you don't know about, they would keep it to themselves. You bring it up and it's like, yeah, uh, we wanted to tell you we didn't know how to bring it up, but we're, we're moving to another city, you know, and it's like, we were about to start this together, um, you yeah. know, so to make that very real. So there's just been so many moments um, where the Holy Spirit, where where God has put something on my heart. And, and it's just been great because, again, I could be in Spain. I can be in I could be in Austria. I can be in, in, in Florida. And and these encounters will happen through grocery stores or through the sport that that I, I feel like would not happen if, if I was not open and available for it. Amazing, amazing. And and so we talked earlier, just before we went down the faith line, we talked earlier about this um, identity you had in your role. What advice would you give to somebody who is caught up in 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 their role or maybe doesn't even realize you know that they're caught up in their in their role at work or their profession and and how important that is to have an identity in in either no, to know who you are first for maybe non-christians not your role but also then take it further with the, with the faith side as well with a relationship with jesus yeah um and, and i think to make this very relatable i think the pandemic um has really challenged yeah. us to to see what we're standing on right okay. so like what what we're really built on or what we're building on who we're building on um yeah. and also what's a priority right so all these things pre-covid that it was like i have to do i have to go i have to because that's going to make me into this person i want to be um, yeah. COVID shut all that down and made it very real. Like you don't have to do all this, right? Yes. Like what's really important quality yes. time with family, yes. quality time in the word, um, self-reflecting on, on what am I doing? What's my purpose, right? Having this time that we didn't have time for before. Um, I, I think COVID was, was very humbling. Um, and in the spirit of identity, um, you know, I spoke about, you know, the importance of knowing who you are, not because of, of what you do or what you achieve or what you don't, um, but who you are in Christ, right? Yeah. You're, you in the word, you know, it says you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You're yeah. like, you are perfectly made. You are made in, in God's image and, 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 you know, all, all what is considered a flaw or an imperfection in our eyes is, is beauty, Right. Like it's actually beauty in his eyes. And so when you when you can stand on that and, and know that and, and uh, you know, I like this idea of, of, of when people write on their mirrors because they see it every day in and day out. You know, no, I am strong. I'm beautiful. I'm worth it. Having these words of affirmation um, to lift you up and, and remember who you really are, I think is so important because, you know, when, when you speak it out. Uh, it becomes very real when you see it, it becomes very real. And, and I think if people really know their value. Um, they're, they're really their value, not their worldly value, but their value yes. in Christ, yes. their, their, their value, what they really bring. Um, I think it's very powerful, but also life changing. Mm, excellent. And I hate to step on a painful subject at the moment, but you're injured at the moment. Yes. Aren't you, Christian? How long, how long has that been and how are you dealing with that? 
Yeah, so I, I completely ruptured my Achilles in, in May. Um, so yeah, about six weeks before the Olympic trials. Uh, timing was far from ideal, but uh, this this for me was was um, another moment where being very humid, I was I was frustrated, I was confused. I had the questions, why? Like, God, God, why? But like everything was going perfectly. I, I was, I just won my world ch uh, champion uh, title in 2019, COVID hit in 2020. Um, why now, right? Like, why, why would you set me up uh, for, uh, to, to be in this position just to, to take it off? But um, I thought this was how appropriate is this moment of God saying, will you give me glory in success and in failure? Right. So to even tie back to, to the skeptics before, um, yes. you know, for them saying, hey, like, yeah, you you turn your life yeah. around because you won the gold. Yes. Look, I'm, I'm here to stand to say even when all is lost, like yeah. lost worldly, um, yeah. I'm still glorifying him. I still yeah. want to celebrate um, how how good he is, how good he's been yeah. and, and how good he will be in the future. Right. So yeah. I'm I'm now so grateful I know this sounds weird, but I'm grateful yeah. for this injury because I'm now able to use my platform yeah. and use my voice much louder than I actually would have been in the Olympic Village at the at the Olympic Games. Right. There's so many yes. rules now in place of right. not not uh, protesting, not uh, uh, advertising or, or uh, using th these platforms to to share whatever's on your heart. But guess mm -hmm. what? God is on my heart. And, and now that I'm not at the Games. I've now got a platform where I can say, hey, let me speak to the Olympians, but know that God is good regardless of your outcome. Yes. Like, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, you know, it, yeah. it didn't take me now five, 10 years to look back and say, okay, that's what God was doing. You know, yeah. I heard this very clearly. Are you going to glorify me in the mm -hmm. valley? Are you going to glorify me when you don't know what's going to happen? And, and I've made peace with if I don't, I, I mean, I want everyone to know I am training. I'm going to the gym after I still am uh, hopeful yeah. that, that I can come back. But if God is saying, look, like your career is done, let's let's on to the next thing. Like I've made peace with that because I know my career is not about me. Right. And yeah. and this was just such a, a friendly reminder, like, hey, mm -hmm. good or bad, it's it's bigger than you. Yeah, you can see like, as soon as I mentioned the the injury, you can see the, the peace about you, you know, through that through that situation. And I just want to read, if this is all right, read the pinned tweet that you read once you must um, kind of been long after the injury, and it says, "I strive to lead, inspire, motivate, encourage, challenge, and entertain." You all have shown me that my career has been more than merely jumping in a sandbox, and for that, I dry my eyes and push forward. My Olympic dream has been lost, but my purpose remains. Thank you for that. Which is, that just, the reason I've got this on the side is it just encapsulates like who you are for me and, and the reason, the way you're using your career. And also this kind of Achilles thing, I think there's, there's, there's certainly been joys that you can take from that and, and use and you've really just gone forward and and taken this uh, to, to as an opportunity to, to share the gospel with people. And I really admire that about you. So you're a real uh, inspiration for me, brother. Uh, thanks so much. But I mean, as, as you see in the tweet, right? Like I, I wanted to yeah. be also very um, real, right? So I think yeah. a lot of people use social media to only show the glamour and the highs. And But 
I, this was a week after my surgery and, and I was, wow. I was very, I was very sad. I was very hurt. There were numerous times I was crying, right? Like I, uh, my wife had the, the pictures uh, from the surgeon. And I could not even look at it because I, wow. it, it was like the glass shattered. If, if I saw it, it became real. Though I was walking, I was on, uh, you know, I was on crutches and, and I, I could feel that I, I, it was torn. You know, I didn't want to accept it. But in that week, I had the moment where it was like, okay, God, what is this about? What What is this for? What, why is this happening? And and that's where those words came out. That it was like, it's not yeah. about you. It's yes. remember, like I gave you this platform that you could use it to share my love, to share hope, to share. And when I tapped back into that, it was like, okay, you know what? I can smile. I can get up. I can I can try to 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 come back into the sport. Or you know, if he wants to take this away, let it be. But. Um, I just thought I don't have to feel sorry for myself because it's yeah. it's not about me. Yeah, that's good. But it takes a there's one thing knowing that uh, in our heads, but it, there's another thing knowing in our hearts for when the situation occurs that you've gone through and being able to deal with that. So what's what, what you're you're saying here, and for those listening, I just want to re-emphasize is that in the moment there's pain, there's real dealing with that. There's an emotional. I can't even I can't even come come near to being able to relate to that. But as you've walked as you've walked away from it and been able to look back, you've seen God's hand in it and God's purpose in it. And, and again, that's a great move next into uh, heaven to the air. Like explain how this has driven this and and everything that heaven to the air stands for. Yeah. So uh, initially, uh, the the founder reached out to me via social media and. Was just like, look, I'm I'm pulled to your story. I love your energy. Uh, mm-hmm. Long story short, we are all about changing what people celebrate, how they celebrate, and who they celebrate. You know, and and I just thought, like, I just got to accepting, um, you know, the, the torn Achilles. Like, what what is she actually out, like speaking about? Like, what what is this? Like, I know I celebrate God, and she said. Really, so I spoke to her and she just said, look, I'm so tired of hearing people say, hell yes. There is nothing glamorous. There is nothing positive about hell. So why are we celebrating this? Mm-hmm. It needs to be heaven, yes, hell no. And mm-hmm. and that just stuck with me so much because I thought you have to be like, you, you know, in the, in the Bible, it says to guard your ears, guard your eyes, you know, because those things will really impact and affect mm-hmm. your heart, um, yeah. affect your thinking. And, and I just thought if I because you grow up hearing it hell yes hell yes you don't think mm-hmm. twice about it but but the reality is why should i say it if i don't believe it and okay. and so you know then it was hey come buy in use use we'll give you a platform um we we want to speak to other athletes but we wanted to just be an area where you could just speak to to athletes and individuals of all walks to, to just talk about what god has done in, in their lives and and mm-hmm. you know how do you feel about it and i just thought Look at God showing up when I'm when I'm in the hospital bed. He's like, right Look, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, done yeah. for you. Right. Like yeah. you're not going to just go away and be silent. No, you're going to use this time to to continue to share my love, to share who I am. Shit, to, to, you know, with the Olympics coming on, have more people screaming heaven. Yeah. Than, than hell. Yeah. Right. And and so as little as it was big as that sounds, you know, that's when it was like, OK, this this relationship, this encounter was no coincidence. It was for something far bigger and and um yeah i've just been so grateful that 
I was chosen for this. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, it's so beautiful because it was a choice at the end of the day. I could have easily said, no, I need to take care of me, um, you know, and, and, and get back on my horse. But it was like, God was like, hey, here's a test. Are you going to make this about you? Or are you going to make this about, you know, how you're dealing with the setback? How, and in this time that like in the time that we're in with the pandemic impacting people in all different ways, like we need to share hope. Right. And, and having this hope in God is is. I mean, this is eternal hope that we're offering now. That's right. That's right. And so what does Heaven to the Ed do? Like, what is the mission? Where do you go from here? Yeah. So um, it's it's an online retail brand. So it is it is about selling merchandise and, and, and swag and things. And there's messages, positive messages with all of this. But ultimately, all the proceeds are going to helping young believers like that is the thing we want to to feed we want to clothe uh we want to provide shelters so for missionaries uh globally um mm -hmm. that that is really the the push behind all of it um and also we want to just spread that message right heaven yeah like that's why it's in bolts like we we want to when i'm in the grocery store when i'm training at the track when i'm traveling wherever it's a conversation starter conversation right that's starter, that is bold yeah. and and yeah. it just puts it puts that foot in the door it puts that hand in the door if you, if you don't want to put the foot but it just puts you in that position where it could be that icebreaker of what is heaven yeah what mm -hmm. what is and it could it's an opportunity where god can just swoop in put the words on your mouth and just say hey i don't know what you're going through but maybe you needed to hear this hey you're loved and, and that's it right yeah. like right now yes. hey somebody loves you his name is yeah. jesus have Amazing. a blessed day, right? Like Amazing. so, yeah. That's ultimately the goal. Yeah, and I've seen some um, some live videos with other sportsmen and sportswomen. Talk us through that, how that came about, and and what it is you want to kind of extract from these people. Yeah, that's been so good. I actually, just did one with mm -hmm. David Wise, uh, freestyle skier. Um, actually, yeah. right before you, and and it's just been. I, I mean, I know these these conversations are supposed to be for viewers and and anyone that that goes on the platform but to be honest like i get so much from these talks week in and week out um mm. it, it it's just been so inspirational so impactful and it it is just moments where these athletes from gold medalists world record holders um those that that had huge setbacks injuries you know and miss have, have missed their goals to just talk mm. about how god has helped them navigate through all of it, right? So how how he's helped them deal with humility when everyone is is bowing down, everyone is 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 glorifying them, and them saying, no, 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 like this is not about me. This was not done through me, right? God put me here, or dealing with the setbacks, as as I said. So like the walk I'm going through, and and saying God is good regardless, right? Like mm -hmm. he whether I reach my goal or not. I mean, he's still an awesome God. He's doing so much. He's and and in this talk I just had, um, you know, David was talking about every day he challenges him, his wife, and his kids to find something they're grateful for every day, right? And 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 I just think what an attitude to have that that mm -hmm. we have if we have breath in our lungs, right? Like that we can just that we can find something, and in in twenty four hours we can find something to be grateful for. I just think that's that's just such mm -hmm. a great attitude. Um, and, and yeah, I just, I really just, uh, encourage those to, to just go to heaven to the end, just, and just watch some of the lives and, and just see what you get from it. Because I, I believe, you know, with, with all the different people from all different nations and, and walks that, that something can really sit with them. 
Definitely, definitely. I'll put the link down below for those people uh, that are interested in that to follow that up for sure. Um, Christian, talk me through just just very quickly. We'll bring this to a, an end in a moment. But um, have you seen the number of athletes giving God glory or Christian athletes increase or, or stay the same or decrease? Where, what's your experience of that? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, for me, God is always moving, right? So even, even when you don't see it, he's moving, um, you know, but I, I just believe that, uh, in, in at least my season of life, um, the messages I'm receiving now are, are people just being shocked that, that I am so boldly proud, excited, grateful for the situation I'm in. Right. So it's, it's not, this is not the norm. The norm is to when things are good, God is good. God is great. And when things yeah. are bad, wow, the devil is really working against me. And mm. it, it's not true, right? Like mm. the, I I keep talking about this test. I don't want to fail the test. I, I want to, when I'm dead, that God looks and says, you know what? I, I thought I thought that you would have gone astray in that moment, but you didn't. You, you know mm. that um, I'm up to something and, and something far, far beyond that. I can see or realize at this moment. And, and so this is now how I want to live my life. And, and I'm hoping that through my platform, through, through my, my encounters every single day, um, that these can just all be seeds through the conversations I'm having through heaven to the air, through this conversation that, that a seed can be planted and that God can do something um, that is life-changing through someone. Yeah. You know, we're, we're focused on, savings people eternity and and i think this is the greatest goal this is the the ultimate purpose definitely and from a from a practical level um what does what does your training week look like now with injury and normal this is a question from from luke downing so big up luke um for this question but what does your training week look like with injury and then normal in comparison to normal yeah um so my wife uh i can say this um from a wise position, you know, so we, we just got married two weeks ago and, and I've learned, you know, very quickly, happy wife, happy life. But my <laughs> life, uh, my wife is, is the boss. Now my wife is, is also, um, you know, coaching me and helping me get through the rehab. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very different because I'm not running yet. Right. So, um, typically as a track and field athlete, you go to a track, you run, you go to the beach, you, you go and you run. Um, I'm not able to do this at this moment. And so I'm doing a lot of weight training. I'm doing a lot of elliptical alternative um, cardio exercises to stay fit. Um, but ultimately trying to build that strength again, that I can walk properly, that I could jog properly and then get to the point where I can run and jump. Um, so it is still a, a long journey ahead. But, you know, I, I talk about that support. I talk about iron sharpening iron. I have somebody that is with me day in and day out when, when it's raining, when it's cold, when I'm tired, that is saying, no, like it's, it's not over. It's not done. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Let's go. We've that's got right. work to do. And, and that's just been, that's been huge. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So what more can we expect from Christian Taylor on, on, in, in, on both lanes, on the professional lane and, and the faith lane? What more can we expect to see from you as we follow you? Yeah, um, I, I believe professionally, I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm striving towards you know another Olympic Games, uh, Paris 2024. So uh, yeah, I mean that's right around the corner, right? Three years, um, got two World Championships uh, to defend the title. Um, you know for, for for next year. So definitely going to have the armor up and, and be ready to to rock and roll for that. Um, and then you know outside of track and field. Um, now really dive into this marriage life right so this is a completely new field for me um 
and and it's going to be a completely new journey but very excited about this walk and 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 you know it's no longer about me right it's 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 we so yeah. what are we going to be doing and and, and <laughs> you know in in the word it talks about you know when two come together that that union it will be blessed and and god is going to use that in in a special way and so um yeah. You know, she's got such a, a heart for for God, and 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 it's just open. And sometimes that's scary, right? Like I I talk about her starting a church and her uh, being a missionary and things like this. But you know, and, and being that support and, and cheerleader. But the the reality is, as as a married couple, whatever she takes on, I take on also, and and vice versa. So just being excited about this new this new season of life. Oh man, it's, it sounds so exciting, and the best is yet to come for you, Christian. It just sounds. Thanks. I'm so exciting, my friend. Look, let me take the opportunity just to honour you, my friend. It's brilliant to, to see using, you know, hearing your story and using your platform where, you know, as I say, I came across it and I thought, oh, I love what this guy's doing. You understand it. You get it. And since the moment we started speaking a couple of weeks ago, you were like, you said something like, I'd love the opportunity to talk about my Heavenly Father. You get it. And I appreciate that, but not just as an understanding for yourself. You want to let other people know, and we don't have enough people, uh, Christians, that go, actually, people need to know because it will change and transform the lives of others. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for the time you've spent with us. Um, it's been a blessing, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what God does in your life. And, your, you know, both career, faith-wise, will be, will be rooting for you all the way. Thank you so much, Stuart. And last thing I, I want to say, you know, if you go to a good restaurant, if you see a good movie, you would recommend it, right? Well, we've got this secret of, of eternal peace, love, uh, you know, and, and like share it, share it boldly. Come on, come on. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, guys. If you like what you've uh, seen or heard today, hit all the, 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 the links, the subscribe. I've been inspired. I'm going to go to bed now. Happy, content, <laughs> uh, I feel transformed, man. Like, I'm so pumped. Um, but but bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope to, to see you again next week for more. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers.